your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs, I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is once again brought to you by the lovely folks over at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Hurricanes sent you. And you can find Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and you can find myself on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And today's episode, uh, there was some big news that came out regarding the ownership of the Hurricanes shortly after I posted yesterday's episode. Uh, we also have some anniversaries today. It's been a, July 1st is a busy day in Hurricanes history. And then we'll be giving Jacob Slavin his end of season report card. Uh, so getting on into the big news, uh, yesterday it was announced that uh, Tom Dundon has assumed 100% ownership of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he had obviously bought the Hurricanes back in 2018, and uh, you know he was majority owner, but Peter Carmanos uh, still did have a minority ownership with the team. Um, but of course now, uh, Dundon has bought all the minority shares, and it is just him now. Uh, which is great. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to him being an owner, I think he's done a phenomenal job for the most part. Uh, he's obviously been the first one uh, to get the Hurricanes, you know, to three consecutive postseasons and his three full seasons as owner of the team. And I will read you what uh, he had to say um, in his um, in the press release that came out yesterday. Uh Tom Dundon said, we are fortunate to have a passionate fan fan base that supports what we believe is a team that can compete every year for the Stanley Cup. That is the only option, and he has done that. Uh, he, is, he and Don Waddell have really built a team that can contend. Um, and actually, yesterday uh, marked the first time that Peter Carmanos had not owned at least a majority share of the Hurricanes franchise since he acquired the Hartford Whalers on June 28, 1994. Uh, obviously, Carmanos went into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2015, um, and you know, he obviously moved the team down here in 97 and then was a big part of the team winning the Stanley Cup in 2006. So, obviously, uh, he is... Um, been a huge part of the Hurricanes history. Dundon had this to say about Mr. Kamanos. He said, Pete has had a tremendous impact on the sport of hockey in the United States since the 1970s. His vision laid the groundwork for the success we now enjoy in Raleigh, and his legacy will always remain a part of this organization. So, you know, again, yeah, I know some people are kind of on the fence with Kamanos, kind of some may not even like him for how he moved the Whalers out of Connecticut. Um, but, you know, he if it wasn't for him, the Hurricanes wouldn't be here. 
Um, we never would have won a Stanley Cup, and we wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, things go with um, now that Dundon has full majority or full ownership. I really don't think we're going to see much different, um, you know, because he already had a majority share of the team. So it's kind of cool now that, you know, now he has full ownership. Uh, and he's really committed to making this team as competitive as possible. Um, and he's done exactly that. Um, I am excited to see what goes forward. Um, there was, you know, uh, some comments, you know, that he made, you know, about, uh, the ads on uniforms sticking around. He's fine with it. Um, I personally am as well. Um, you know, I'm frankly surprised that, uh, the ads on the helmets hadn't uh, happened sooner. Um, they didn't bother me at all this season. And then obviously, yeah, you know, Bettman said that's going to stick around, um, in his, um, in the, in the press conference leading into the Stanley cup final, um, which I'm fine with that. Uh, it's a way for the league to help recoup their losses. And I think it'll probably, uh, stick around for the long haul. Uh, I really am. Uh, as far as going on the jerseys, I really don't care. I really don't. As long as it's not, you know, too. As long as it's not too much, I personally don't care if there's ads on the jerseys. Um, you know, I assume the NHL would likely do something similar to what the NBA uh, did with theirs. Of yeah, they're having the sponsors on there, but I don't see the NHL. I see the NHL kind of being like, eh, don't you know, you know, kind of keep it you know within a certain limit. If that makes sense, don't make it too overbearing uh, with the ads on there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. And, yeah, it's whatever for me. Uh, it's just another way for the league to make money. So I've seen some people really, you know, laying into just the idea in general of ads on uniforms. I've seen people uh, getting really mad at Tom Dundon uh, and not being being like, yo, no, yo, keep them away from the jerseys and, you know, whatnot. I'm like, it's going to happen eventually. You do realize that uh, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And, again, I am surprised it hasn't happened already. Um, but, you know, obviously now Dundon will, I mean, he was already voting in that kind of stuff, but you know, now he really will be. He'll be the only vote coming from the Hurricanes. I don't know if Carmona's still got a vote in uh owner ceo meetings considering he was still a minority owner uh but you know that's neither here nor there now because now carmonis doesn't own a single lick of the team uh obviously i'm sure he's not necessarily complaining uh because he's probably off wherever enjoying his bank account just growing and growing and growing uh from selling his team but again at the end of the day whether you like carmonis or not Without him, the Hurricanes wouldn't be here. Um, and you just got to, at the end of the day, you got to say thank you to Carmanos uh, because, like I said, they wouldn't be here without him. Um, and again, now that Dundon has full ownership of the team, it'll be interesting to see how the Hurricanes go moving forward um, because it's going to be a busy, busy offseason um, because you know, the dates dropped for uh, important dates for the offseason as in mid-July um, the NHL schedule will release for next season uh, July 21st is the expansion draft uh, 
July 23rd is round one of the entry draft. The 24th is rounds two through seven of the entry draft. The 28th is when free agency opens at noon. Mid-September is when the prospects showcase is in Tampa. Mid to late September is when training camp begins. Late September is when the preseason begins. And mid-October is when the regular season is supposed to begin. So, obviously, the NHL is getting back on its normal schedule following uh, the pandemic and the bubble and then this shortened season. So, again, that was kind of something we knew going in, but now we have dates for it all. It's nice to know, okay, we're going to go and be back on our normal track for the most part. Again, normally, free agency would have opened today. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. We're we're getting back on track, which is great. And it'll be interesting to see how Tom Dundon handles his first full season as the sole owner of the Carolina Hurricanes next year. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting offseason, obviously, uh, to see how things get handled. Um, and then, obviously, moving forward as well. Tom Dundon's still a relatively young guy. He's 49 years old. So he's not, you know, one of those dinosaur type owners. You know, he's a young-ish guy. Um, so uh, it'll be fun uh, to see how things go now, Hurricanes fans. And again, like I just mentioned, July 1st is typically when free agency would normally open up. And we have some, you know, uh, anniversaries on important things that have happened in uh, the Carolina Hurricanes history on July 1st. And we will get into all that stuff right after this quick break. There is only one place we here at the Locked On Podcast Network trust to do our online sports betting, and that is with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, we are back. And like I said, today is an important day in Hurricanes history. Uh, July 1st, again, was normally the day when free agency opens uh, in the NHL. And over the past few years, there have been some big dates. Uh, we'll start with the newest one, uh, and that was... The Sebastian Ajo offer sheet situation with the Montreal Canadiens. So, it's hard to believe it's been two years since that. Um, I think in the long run, both teams have obviously benefited. Ajo has uh, continued to uh, progress greatly as a player. His game has continued to uh, get better and better every season. Um, he'll likely be a part of the leadership team on the Hurricanes roster next year, uh, which I think is extremely well-deserved, if you remember. Uh, I think, you know, in the regular season as well, but most people remember in the uh, playoff series against Nashville, 
uh, Sebastian Ajo had an A on the front of his jersey. And I believe uh, a couple times during the regular season he did as well, but I could be mistaken on that. Uh, so, again, you know, Ajo's benefited um, from staying here. He's continuing to develop greatly. Um, is the face of the franchise and a great uh, core piece of this team. And obviously, Montreal, uh, they came out fine as well. Um, yeah, it kind of sucked at the time, obviously, for them, uh, because uh, the Hurricanes uh, waited um, the seven days to officially match the offer, offer sheet, so Montreal couldn't really go out and get anyone that offseason. But they ended up making the bubble and qualifying and qualifying uh, for the playoffs, obviously, or the official first round of the playoffs. You know, they did better than anyone expected them to do uh, in the bubble. And then this year, they're obviously playing in the Stanley Cup final, where nobody had them predicted to be. Um, and, you know, they're going, heading in, they were the 18th best team in the league, and now they're vying for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they're down two games to none. But Montreal has shown that don't count them out. Uh, so, again, in the end, both teams have benefited greatly. Um, it was definitely uh, fun at the time uh, going back and forth on social media with some of these folks. But, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, it, both teams have benefited nicely uh, from uh, that situation. Uh, moving on, again, Ajo, he's continuing to develop greatly. Montreal's in a good spot playing for the Stanley Cup, so I don't think either team is going to complain about how things turned out there. Um, and then three years ago, it was one that was bittersweet, and that was uh, when Cam Ward uh, entered free agency after spending 13 years with the Hurricanes. Um, yeah, He obviously was an extremely vital part of the Hurricanes winning the Stanley Cup in 2006. He won the Conn Smythe Trophy, um, so he's obviously really big part of that and then yeah he's obviously you know a great goalie um and especially yeah, from 2009 to 2012 he was like a top 10 goalie in the nhl it was just he had a pretty crap team in front of him and a crap front office that wouldn't get him any help um whether it be the team in front of him or a backup goalie he never had any good help so yeah that obviously sucks for him uh, because, you know, I feel that, you know, following, you know, like from 2013 to his final really just season in the NHL, really, you know, if you're including you know, that year in Chicago, um, you know, everyone remembers that those rough years where his body was just giving out. Um, he was playing hurt. Uh, he was getting overplayed. Um, he And again, he never had any good backup. So he had to play. On to give the team a chance to win and you know he just couldn't keep up his body was just giving out and I feel those last few years really tarnished his legacy uh with the Hurricanes he's not you know a hockey hall of fame or anything like that um but should his number 30 be up in the rafters yeah it should uh he gave us everything for 13 years he got us the Stanley Cup and he was he won us a hell of a lot of games. Uh, he's the franchise leader in wins. Um, and we can just go on and on about the records that he holds. I have in the past. Uh, when Laura from Locked On Canadians asked me who my favorite goalie is in franchise history, I went on and on about what Ward had done. 
and you know he does deserve to be up in the rafters he does um and hopefully in time people will uh just remember the good things that he did um you know i'm not one to look through rose colored glasses because yeah those last few years were rough they absolutely were but when he was on damn it he was on and again you know 2009 2012 he was a top 10 goalie in the league um and then four years ago uh, was when Justin Williams uh, returned to the Carolina Hurricanes um, and was really a vital part in turning this team around uh, because he obviously came back you know, after his one season in Washington. Uh, then Carmanos um, and Francis brought him back. Um, and yeah, you know, his first season back was rough, uh, to say the least. Uh, but, you know, he and then there was obviously some discourse in the locker room uh, with him not being named captain where everyone, including the co-captains, Stahl, Jordan Stahl and Justin Falk, thought Justin Williams should be the team captain. Uh, but, yeah, next season, Williams was deservedly the team captain. Um, and, you know, he really helped turn this team around. Uh, that 18-19 season was amazing and Williams was a vital part of the culture shift um along with Rod Bredenmore, Tom Dundon, Don Waddell of just changing the culture here and you know I really think you know with that second stint is why number 14 will go up in the rafters um for the Hurricanes uh because he was obviously a big part of the Hurricanes on his first stint here, uh, but then on his second stint, really just cemented his legacy as a franchise legend. Um, and yeah, you know, I think yeah he will likely end up finding his place up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, I do. Uh, you don't earn the title of Mister Game Seven for nothing. And you look at his three Stanley Cups, Conn Smythe, and just everything he did in his career. He's got, he'll end up up there, especially you see some of the guys up there already. Justin Williams will get in. Rod Brindamore should obviously already be in, but 14 will go up. I know at one point there was some talk about, you know, do you, do you put 14, do you put 11? 11 is Jordan Stahl now. Uh, he's made that his own. He's made that his number. Uh, and probably, you know, however many years down the line that, 11 will be up there too just about beside number 12 uh beside his brother uh but you know that's just my takeaway you know from that of numbers that should be retired but uh you know again you know justin williams franchise legend cam ward franchise legend sebastian ajo getting offer sheeted one of the best memes in hurricanes history <laughs> uh but you know, we're talking about you know franchise greats and whatnot uh, you know, Jacob Slavin is on the track to becoming just that one of the franchise greats. Um, and he had a pretty darn good season last year or this season. Um, uh, he did last year as well. Uh, but this season, uh, is what we're going to be talking about right after this quick break. Uh, folks, I know the majority of my audience lives in North Carolina and it's hot right now, folks. And if your AC on your car ain't working, you're suffering. Uh, 
And you know who can help you fix your AC? That's rockauto.com. And of course, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. And you can save time and money when using them. So why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more on the same parts you get from a chain store or a car dealership? Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and again, those AC parts as well because again, it's freaking hot outside right now. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And don't forget, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Now, folks, it's time to talk about Jacob Slavin. Uh, he has obviously you know, had a hell of a season this past year um, despite battling some injuries. Um, you know, you look at what he did, you know, this year again, you know, just bringing up, you know, the Lady Bing Award. You know, that's obviously the biggest highlight for him of finally winning that award. Uh, again, you know, he played 1,195 minutes um, and only had two penalty minutes, and that was for a delay of game penalty. Uh, he averaged uh, almost 23 minutes on the ice this year, uh, 22 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, so that was wild for him. Um, and I think, you know, with that, you know, could be brought down a little bit just because of him being out with some injuries. Um, and yeah, he had a plus 22 rating this year. You really just saw, um, just the, how much he brought to the team um, when he was out, just mistakes that would happen then, you go and watch a game with him playing, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. And again, we obviously talked about it a lot during the playoffs uh, in that Nashville series of really just seeing how much of uh, impact he was on the defensive side of things. And he was amazing uh, in just the way he plays the game. He's not overly flashy or anything like that. Um, he just goes out there and does his job. And I think that may be why he's a bit of an underrated player is because he doesn't, he isn't flashy. Um, he isn't you know, making the uh, stereotypical highlight real plays. Um, he just goes out there and does his job and does it extremely freaking well. Um, and, you know, he also had um, 87 blocks, 35 hits uh, this year. You know, we can keep going on about, you know, everything he did. Uh, we'd be here forever. Uh, really, the only criticisms I have with Jacob Slavin is I'd like to see him chip in a little bit more offensively. I know he's not uh you know that kind of player. 
Yeah, everybody knows that he's not the one. He's not an offensive defenseman. He's a defensive defenseman. Um, but you know, I'd like to see him maybe you know work at you know creating a few more shots. Um, because you know you look at this year, uh, he had uh, fifteen points. Uh, he had three goals and twelve assists um, in fifty-two games played. Um, you know, again, this is was obviously a shorter year this year, and he was out with some injuries. Uh, but you look at last season, nineteen twenty season, uh, sixty-eight games played. Obviously, that year was shortened due to COVID. But he had six goals and thirty assists with thirty-six total points. Um, eighteen nineteen, he had eight goals, twenty-three assists, uh, um, and you know his assists. You know, have always been you know up there. You know, this is his lowest. Um, season in assist. Obviously, you know, in you know, from sixteen seventeen to nineteen, or excuse me, well, we'll include nineteen twenty as well because you know he played in every single game. I know that year was a shortened season, but he played in every game, and I would like to see him bounce back a little bit when it comes to dishing out the puck and creating some shots. Again, I know he's not one to score or anything like that. But you look at his assist totals this year um, and how low that dipped. Again, I know this was obviously a shortened season and people's point totals weren't as high as they would normally be. I get that. But I would have liked to see him be more in the realm of 1920 rather than 12. Not 1920 season, but you know, 19 to 20 assists. That's what I would have liked to seen from him. Again, I know he's not one to score a whole bunch. And I know that. But I would like to see him bounce back next season. Uh, obviously, next season being a full season. We will likely see that happen. Um, but really, that's my only criticism. I just want to see him get his assist total back up uh, to where it normally was. And that's it. That's why I'm giving Jacob Slavin a solid A on the season. Um, he was phenomenal for the Hurricanes, and when that's you know your one chrism, eh, maybe get your assist up. I, I think that's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jacob Slavin for the season definitely gets an A from me. Um, and that does it for today's episode of Locked On Hurricanes, folks. Uh, make sure you go listen to Locked On Canadians and Locked On Lightning um, for your Stanley Cup coverage. Um, and follow those folks on social media and follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Um, it's same on Instagram as well on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And follow myself on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at Jared Ellis underscore 96. I'll be going live tomorrow afternoon around 2 p.m. to talk all things Carolina Hurricanes. So make sure you come out to that. And in tomorrow's episode, you, of course, can look forward to more Hurricanes news um, as well as uh, more report cards and any other things that I might decide to talk about tomorrow. But you guys have a great rest of your day, um, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.